You are listening to T-Mac and Cookie Monster on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Engaging an exciting conversation on life, God, and pop culture. Every week on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Welcome everybody, you're listening to the Radiant Culture Podcast. My name is T-Mac. And I'm Cookie Monster. And today we have Shazzy, Shazzle, Dazzle in the building. Looking dazzling as usual. Thank you, thank you. So today we're talking about, um, well, we're just going to get right to it. You know why? Why beat around the bush? We're talking about cults today. <laughs> C-U-L-T, cult. Yes, today. Mm-hmm. Your favorite topic. <laughs> no, guys, I just like watching documentaries about cults. It's not my favorite topic. But to be honest, I always wonder, like, okay, how how did you actually believe that what this person was saying actually made sense? Because some of the times it's like really outlandish stuff. It's like guised in Christianity or like a hint of some belief in a God who you think is probably the same God that you worship. But then later on you find out, no, 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 this is not God. So yeah, Chaz has some first-hand experience with that. And she's willing to share with us how she ended up. Wait, so we're actually saying that uh, Chaz was ah, in a cult? Tune for herself, this is what we're saying. Anyway, um, let's, get, let's get straight into it. <laughs> yeah, um, so just to, about cults, right? So I, I think I'm not going to call it cult as such but mm-hmm. i'm just gonna highlight that there was some highly suspicious activity yeah, there yeah. And, and and the reason why i've come up to share about it is because I, i'm worried about people who may get into some things and not realize how thin the line is right um i i know um jesus talks about how his people are lost because they don't know yeah right so there's there's a certain level of knowing that you get when you've done your own work in terms of getting to know God and yeah. reading your your Bible and um, furthering your own walk, mm. and that's kind of the area I want to stick to. Yeah. I'm not going to make any mention of any names. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going uh, to boy. tell my story mm-hmm. as it came along. And to address the first thing you mentioned. Um, about uh, uh, just to answer your first question about does someone not see what's happening so um to some degree it it doesn't happen literally on the first day you're there no? it's something you kind of fall into yeah and, and it's it's conditioning mm. and so because it's conditioning it doesn't start off right off the bat yeah the more you give yourself to it uh, so it's it's kind of like the you you kind of get sucked in by the first experience. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an example that I, I was attending a, a regular Pentecostal church, mm-hmm. and my best friend at the time uh, was pregnant, and her husband had like full out denied responsibility. Oh, okay. He they mended things and are now properly married. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Seeing as you said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because mm-hmm. it's like, wow. <laughs> just like, like shah. Stranger things have happened. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, um so anyway, at the time they were in a conflict and she was expecting and you know I I, I think the the typical response in other places would be but like, dude, you're so pregnant outside of wedlock, like, mm. you know? And then she found this place where she was accepted as she was. Yeah. And these people were nice and they, you know, really went out of their way to look out for her. Mm. And so 
I actually got sucked in there because I saw what was happening with her. Mm. That and a, a slight level of pressure like, oh, you're still going, Ugo. I mean, Ukukune action. Mm. And, you know. <laughs> so so imagine, uh, I, I left the church I was going to and joined this new church. So the very first day I went there, I was like, wow. It's like I'm meeting the word of God for the first time. Yeah. Because don't think these people are going around in circles talking crazy things mm. the first time you go there. Yeah. They're talking proper things. And referencing scripture mm. even, you mm. know. And so first it started off with the Sunday service. Okay. Then it turned out that they had a Monday service. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't see any harm with it. We were students at uni. So it was literally students at school. Yeah. So we we had um, the senior pastor, student pastor, was from a church which originated from here, mm. but had a representation at uni mm-hmm, okay. yeah yeah so um while we were there it started off as a sunday then we'd have monday evening service and you thought huh you know i really could use the the boost after lectures on a monday yeah and then it became women's ministry on tuesday and mm-hmm. you thought well i am a woman so uh, i guess i could benefit and at, at this time i i particularly was in a state where i felt like I really needed to compensate God. You know, when you're kind of like, ah, yeah, don't burn me, don't burn me. It's okay. I, I promise I'll behave. <laughs> and then, and what then, have you done? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway, mm. so you, you come back to this kind of, no, I'm going to do straight and narrow. And mm. when you're still new, your idea of straight and narrow can sometimes border on like being obsessive, I think. Yeah, yeah. And to some degree, I think Christians who are now mature have managed this stage of their journey well. Mm. And so this is the point where it's worrying for me, when people are still on this young stage, when they're still trying to get to understand what it means to give their life to God. And then some other person shows up and they've got this one time magic pill that new believers can kind of just take and have their things working for them. Yeah. So anyway, um, then Wednesday comes and there was evening service on Wednesday. And then it turned out that Monday evening, Tuesday evening, Thursday evening, Friday evening, and Saturday, I would be at church. So, okay. <laughs> so, so it was like, it, it, it was like it services all the time. Yeah. There, there was a Monday evening service and there was the Tuesday women's ministry. Mm-hmm. And then there was Wednesday evening service. Mm-hmm. Thursday was the one evening where we didn't go. Friday, there was an evening service. Mm. And then Saturday, we'd practice for praise and worship. Oh, okay. And oh so, God. yeah. So, so literally uh, the whole so week. Literally yeah. the whole week. And so then Sunday, you'd sing what you practice for how, well, how, praise how and worship on Saturday. How big was this church? Um, they, they had quite a mild following. I'd say maybe about 100 students. Okay. Okay. Something like that. Mm. Yeah. So here, yeah. here's what I want to know. Yeah. During this whole process, mm-hmm. were you doing this out of love? Like, were you, were you actually excited about being a part of everything that was going on, going to church on a daily basis. Was this like something that you were enthusiastic about? Um, Or was there an element of guilt where you felt like you kind of had to do it because of, you know, whatever, whatever else was going on? So it, it, it was like guilt fanned into fear. Okay. So first it was, you know, I really need to get my life right. Mm -hmm. And then it was, if you don't get your life right, and you really cannot afford to drop the ball at all. And this so, is based off some of the teachings or just you? 
and um, where you were at at that so time? So I think it was just general statements that were made to a, fr- I'm going to say fragile for lack of a better word, fragile mind. Mm-hmm. So imagine by the, when by you, the church. Yes. Okay. So when you run with it, you are taking it a bit out of context. You know that yeah, the, okay. the scripture that says you need to be careful when you are mature, the things you do around people who are not yet mature mm-hmm. because you misguide them. Yeah. So I, I think again, these people kind of come in and the reason we can never really pinpoint them is because they're also like, ah, oh, well, but it was, you know, we were just saying, and you're like, but you can't just, just say mm. to, to kids, yeah. you know, and expect oh, them not to okay. understand, okay. Yeah. you know? So, that's what happened. Um, so, like, <laughs> there was a lot of talk about witchcraft, really. Mm. Like, it, it, that, that this is why the I then moved from the Pentecostal church because mm. I was like, ah, these people don't talk. They it was like literally my I'm first experience. <laughs> hey, and I was like, ah, I'm not even about to drop that. I'm, I'm padding up right now. Mm. Show me those the, that armor. I'm mm. wearing it. Mm. So, like, it, it turned into, it snowballed into this crazy avalanche of fear weirdness like we'd get into cabs we needed cabs to get from our apartment to uni yeah. and you'd get into somebody's cab and be like yeah music yeah so quit we we got on that burn all your music kind of and just be modest and uh, all the extremes of what it means to be a christian okay yeah. we became okay so here's what i want to know since you know we're, we're kind of talking about i guess cults in a sense or maybe um mm-hmm. churches that that have um cultic elements yeah, right yeah. um are there any particular characteristics of this uh church or this movement that you would say were um, um cultic in their nature when you look back at it now in retrospect um, well, I, I'll give an example of the greeting. At some point, we stopped saying hi because it, it just, if you said hi to a church person, they'd just look at you like, what happened to our greeting? Shalom. Mm. You know, so it's like, even if you greeted like the, the pastor yeah. and you said hi, he didn't respond. Wow. You had to say shalom and he would respond to you. Okay. And so, so it but was. But were you like, ever taught about it or wow, you, you just, just got there and everyone was shalomizing? So you're just like. <laughs> Shalom. Okay, that, that's Shalom. what we do here. Well, like, I mean, do you even know what the word means? <laughs> it meant peace. peace so, really. so yeah. I, I got it. Like, yeah. I got it. So at first, I was like, "But why are these? Uh, why is that the thing? Mm. You know?" Because I'm like, "Really?" But you can just say hi, right? Mm. Yeah. But when when you're still on the surface, before you get kind of deeper, before you you kind of get some sense of ownership of it being mm. what you are part of, yeah. you can distance yourself. But once you are immersed, I, I think it actually comes in one instant where you kind of switch from defense mode to mm. trust mode. Okay. And the moment you are on that, you're in trouble. Yeah. Um, I remember... Like you're not th- questioning anything Yes, anymore. there was this, this um, the hip, uh, truth about hip hop. Mm-hmm. I remember I, 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 I spoke to a, a prominent pastor. I just said something to her and she instantly asked me to listen to that mm-hmm. and i at the time i thought she had seen my nose ring and was like oh girl you need jesus <laughs> <laughs> so i watched this truth about hip-hop and the funny thing is uh i'd watched it before this whole thing happened but yeah. thinking about it now retrospectively i'm like it makes sense this this thing of becoming a fan of something and then you you defend it mm-hmm. and you can't see anything wrong because the moment you stop you have to question 
your actions yeah. and you don't want to be found wrong because yeah. i mean you are selflessly seeking god mm-hmm. so if these are the people who say you can find god with them then you kind of connect to what they're saying and mm-hmm. you go with it and the reason it's it's so easy for you to go with is you you're you're running with some perverted sense of desperation you understand when they say i, I pant after the panting after the lord like a deer mm-hmm. that's that's what you have this is what is manipulated by these people because mm-hmm. you you are automatically connected geared to pant after god mm-hmm. but the way you are going about it mm. and it's funny that there are all these little places where people can kind of plug in and then get this weirdness in exchange <laughs> and it doesn't work because you you think that you need to be led as a sheep right yeah and then you you kind of relinquish yourself to you your leaders leave your brain at the door Eh. So, I mean, somebody actually said, it's like Christians do some of the most ridiculous things. Like we just, it's like you shut down somewhere. Could you, you almost cross the line. Like faith is some kind of magical kind of Mm. fantastical. And then this is because we're not able to draw that line from our own journey where we personally know God. We start taking other people's word for it. Yeah, man. And then following their leadership. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So we did all kinds of things like Tenzi, buy sweets and eat them so that your life can be sweeter. And you're like, what? heck yeah, I want my life to be sweeter. And the man of God said it, I'm going to have those sweets. And you just do But I can like see that. also how you could then perceive it like it's harmless. Like, so what if I eat a few? Yeah, it's like, mm, well, you know. And but then, while you're eating the sweets, you're really believing. Come and taste and see. The Lord is good. My you life see is now. Sweet. You see now. So what these guys do is they kind of play on the balance. Mm-hmm. God already wants to bless you. Mm-hmm. So if you prophesy positive things over your life and you declare the word of God over your life, yeah. good things are going to happen to you. Yeah, and you're going to start thinking that these guys, including the other dodgy things they do, mm-hmm. work. Because in addition mm-hmm. to that, they also throw in the positive kind of reinforcement Mm. so for example i had some units i wasn't doing well for and you know you're continuously prophesied you will do well you and then you gain this confidence in yourself you were at church every day yeah so that might have been part of the problem (laughs) you weren't studying yeah so i I actually want to read something here about um some of the i guess you can call them characteristics of cults and maybe this will help someone because you know sometimes when we think of cults we think of all that weird dark stuff and dramatic people dressed in black robes you know what i mean (laughs) weird rituals including blood and stuff but then there's just certain things that you can see that you know give you clues right that can help you to see that "Mm, yeah this this church or this Thing, organization yeah it's starting to look a bit dodge uh so number one is dependence where um you become dependent on that particular group of people or yep. that particular community right there's a healthy dependence yes and then there's an unhealthy dependence yep. yeah and then there's isolation where you um so these are stages then isolation is where you totally isolate yourself from everything else or everyone else and the isolation Especially can be in the form mm-hmm. of you're not listening to other people from other churches anymore because you feel like, you know what, 
we only listen to the word from our man of God. Yes. Right. Mwanawa papa. This is where this papa comes from. That can be that can be a red flag. And then here it's cognitive reconstruction, aka brainwashing. This one would sound fancy, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, this one is self-explanatory. Uh, but this is where you 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 know you're starting to get indoctrinated, indoctrinated, and your thinking processes are getting reconstructed, etc. etc. Then substitution um, is where the cult or the cult leaders often take the place of mother, father, <laughs> priest, teacher, <laughs> and yep. leader. You, and you know of people who do things for their papas and their pastors yeah. that they don't do for their own biological yes, parents. Yes. Right. Yeah. Cause you feel this indebtedness, yeah. uh, which is the, actually the next thing, the indebtedness yeah. where you feel like you have to, you, you've got an obligation to the group financially or emotionally. Yeah. Then there's guilt and then there's threat. The threat is a threat of destruction by God for turning from the truth. So-called the, truth. Yeah. So-called truth. Mm -hmm. So you're feeling this sense of ish, if I don't do this, and so I think it's a gradual process. Um, so these are the seven things that are, that are here. And I think there's a lot of truth in that because, um, and I guess it all manifests itself in different, in different ways and in mm -hmm. different forms. Um, and so that's, I think that that's what I'd like to, to ask you next to say that. Uh, so at what stage did you then realize that, hmm? Or did you did you actually come to the realization that there was something wrong, or what, what what happened that led you to then to then stop going? Stop going. Okay. So, um, so in those days, I'd kind of gone on this tangent of burn all the music and what what what, and I'd kind of push that agenda at home. So my mom was still attending the original church we were going to, mm. and she was just like, "That's absolute rubbish." And I'd be like. At at first, I thought it means I have to push harder on this side because obviously the demonic forces don't want my family to be saved. So I have mm -hmm. to do more on this side. And that's why, of course, they'd answer you. Because when you, when you would confide in the people there, that's what they'll tell you. Yeah. So it's kind of like, obviously, you have to be careful because I'm Shonga and blah, 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 blah. blah. Oh, and so the point where it broke down was where we were having this conversation with my mom and my sister. And I remember my mom saying point blank, we're worried about your sanity. You. And when somebody says that to you, that's like a brick wall. Like for me, I, I've, I've always been a person who's kind of bold and kind of ballsy. So I do things that are a little over the edge sometimes, mm. even with my look and the way I think and all that. But I have stopped. I have checkpoints. So the moment my mom is like, we are worried about your sanity. I'm like, whoa, Ooh, when they use the that, word sanity, that in there, that's completely, <laughs> like, that's what? not like, we're not worried about you. When they're not like, hi, you're too zealous. You know, mm. not zeal, sanity. Yeah. So at that point, the story completely changed. And I just, I, I gradually started pulling away. Because at this point, I had, away from your family from, from the church, from, okay. from the church. Yeah, I pulled out from church and just stopped going to church entirely mm. for about for a while before I went back to the original church we were going to. Mm. I just pulled out, pulled the brakes. I was like, I'm done. I'm not I can't. I just can't right now. I could not talk to the people there. I could not. I just stayed kind of in my home zone, kind of just. It's better in the same church quadrant than for me to go and have people worried about my sanity. Mm -hmm. And it cost me a relationship with mm -hmm. my best friend. Girl, yeah. Because 
she had um, some some guests to a, 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 her wedding ceremony that were from that church, and I didn't attend because I didn't want to meet those people. Mm. Whoa. And so it was like... Okay, that's intense. Yeah. That's I, I just was, was like, uh, I can't... I can't. Yeah. And ever since then, I, I, I've seen the lead pastor every now and again, well, the apostle, as he like to call himself. I've seen him and I just, I wonder, I'm like, do you, did you guys know what was going on? And by the way, there are deeper details to this story that I'm not yet comfortable to share. Mm-hmm. But things got very weird in that place, okay. especially when we were away from home. Mm-hmm. Like as in things would happen, you'd see like, funny things on our on our veranda at home and we'd wonder okay what the hell is this okay. like and we don't know if it was an actual happening or it was engineered now uh-huh. by somebody because mm-hmm. now you're in the kind of the the you're sucked in and then now people are playing tricks on you right mm-hmm. so then you'd see things and then these same things are discussed the next time you have your deliverance session in quotes yeah because then these are the people who believe in that deliverance okay kind of yeah so something that could have been orchestrated yeah so so yeah. now you don't know if the stuff is orchestrated or there was actually some spiritual stuff going on yeah but the bottom line is i was miserable those days i would live literally days and days on de- in depression i couldn't ride a taxi to town i had to I felt like I had to be in prayer continuously on every taxi ride to this town. This was during... This was during the, the, the time. time when you were attending yeah, the teacher. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Just, sorry, just sharing some aftershock no, no, stuff okay, that right. was in, in that moment. So yeah. in case maybe somebody is thinking, well, well, they haven't really crossed the line, but you're asking yourself why you need to pray, like literally pray, and you can't sleep you have to wake up and you Sorry, can't, so tell me something. You know. So you're attending church every day. Yes. Right? Yeah. And you're involved in this church in many different ways. Yeah. And you still felt all these things you're feeling. Because I, I guess I'd be thinking if you're that involved in a church, you're it getting... It should be working, You know, right? you're, you're, you're having all these amazing encounters with people and with God. Uh-huh. Shouldn't your life be like amazing and you know you're, you're feeling you're just exactly <laughs> sweet so, so isn't it isn't it interesting that the effect was yes. actually the opposite and and now that you've mentioned it i've just recalled the fruit of the spirit understand like you you need to know what it is to have a relationship with god and understand what these things are because parkour are fruit of the spirit depression is not one of them right guilt is not one of them penitence yeah. and, mm. and and consistent feeling of this weight on your shoulder like you have something to do yeah. that's not it at all you're like completely losing it if that's the plot mm. if you've ever gone somewhere and they say the premise of your life being better lies entirely on you you need to leave yeah. fast yeah. because there's something very wrong there yeah. the moment everything is on you there's something very wrong there I mean, I've even I've even had this guy tell me, oh, yeah, you know, your angels, they they walk with you. And when you pray, you activate them. So when you're not praying, you're not activating your angels. Now, when I think about that, I'm like, that's absolute nonsense. Where is that written? Like, well, what? And, and because you're in this environment where all this craziness is going around, this is how it's like a breakdown of reason. Mm-hmm. By the time you've been there for a year. That sounds logical to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah, it's nonsense. I was actually nonsense. watching this. Um, huh? It's called the, the Aftermath of Scientology or something. Yeah. 
And um, Gosh, that's another deep this, They were talking so sort of like what you're saying, like how everything it comes back to you, whether it's good or bad. Yeah, you brought it upon yourself. Yeah. So they were saying this one girl was talking about how she was molested by a member of the church. So then, or a leader, shall I say, in the mm-hmm. church. And when she then talked to someone about it, they were mm-hmm. like, well, what did you do to, to bring it to yourself? Oh, and she was, whoa. What? Dude, I was a kid. Like, what do you mean? What did I, like, because like, they, in their belief system, they mm-hmm. groom you to think that there's nothing that happens to you that you didn't cause. Whether it's good or bad, there's something you did. Guys. Maybe you have some unconfessed sin that, uh, or something <laughs> like that unco- that made it happen wow. to you. And like, yeah. if the people in your church believe that sort of thing, then anyone can do anything to you. Yeah. yeah. And you'll never talk about it because you're like, well, it was me. And I if think someone know- rapes you, if someone beats you, if someone yeah. steals your money, you'd be huh? like, ah, it was me. I don't know. I what did I something did. wrong. Yeah. And I think, you know, we've got to be very careful, especially in our, in our churches when we start adopting some of this Eastern mysticism, which is mm-hmm. really predicated on like new age stuff, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of that, a lot of that stuff um, is, it, it pushes a lot of that whole belief system, Yehudi, it's all based on you. You have to do something. You and this other one. Yes. The universe. The universe. You and the universe. So, so <laughs> I think it's so, it's so important. Even I, I know, you know, there, there, there was a period in time where churches started adopting things like the secret and yeah, because, yeah, because, mm. you know, we're all about because, you know, some of that stuff does have elements of truth because these are all counterfeits of the exactly. actual truth. So now, you know, mm. we, we we start having these things um, getting merged with yeah. some, you know, with, with some some biblical truth. And then it, it all just becomes a whole mesh messy mesh you see so i think we've we've got to be careful about things like that because scripture scripture has to be the thing that guides us and i like what you said about the fruit of the spirit to say if you start to notice that the things that are mentioned in the bible as the fruit that you're supposed to see Mm. are absent Mm. and you're doing all the things that you're asked to do then you've got to question yourself there to say What's actually is is God actually a part of this, or am I now just following some something? Hmm. You you know what I want to add. I I think there's a difference between positivity and Christianity. Mm-hmm. We, we need to understand that positivity drives this whole self help thing. Yeah, think positive, right? <laughs> you understand the words. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like think positive, and 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 it's it's almost this this unrealistic approach to life because you are not living life for positivity. There are things that are going to affect you. Things are going to go horribly wrong. The moment you you wake up, things can accidentally go wrong. Yeah. And if you are holding on to this ridiculous oh positive positive thing, it's like you're 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 covering and painting things, and so you have this fake positive relationship with God which is superficial yeah. because God doesn't just expect you to come with a big smile on your face mm. and that's it and you yeah, you never show sounds. any you'll see. You'll you'll see. See. <laughs> you see you and you'll never experience this or this must never or that must never and it's an unsustainable system I wanted to ask you in terms yeah. of when you were at that church 
Mm. Was the teaching you're receiving more from the pulpit? Like, were you encouraged to read the word for yourself? Or it was kind of like you were at church so often, you're just like, well, I'm going to hear the word there. So is there really a need for me to read it at home? <laughs> Ironically, that's the one time in my Christian walk I actually cracked my Bible open. Really? Yes. More, more so than even. I, I think to some degree I, I have some levels of trauma. So it's affected even the way that I would serve and things like that. So I kind of tend to shy away from serving now because I'm like, uh, I'm healing. Mm. I, I know it's I know the importance, but I'm healing from this that because it, it felt like I, I brought my heart as it was. Mm. And then some people are just like, whoa, I would <laughs> now let us show you yeah. what, you know. So you go there with your precious heart and then you take it to the wrong people and these wolves will tear it apart. And then you, the, the sad thing is that it separates you from God. Mm. And yet, ideally, people are meant to, they're meant to orchestrate leading you to God. But when you find that you're not able even to talk to God, we've got to know there's this pressure there. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I've deviated. What was your <laughs> reading your Bible? <laughs> right. So yeah, though that so I knew I I would quote scripture because mm -hmm. I knew where it was, but yeah. I think the 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 driving ideology behind it was wrong. Mm -hmm. So you're not reading the scripture to understand it. You are quoting the scripture because someone else has quoted it and you're quoting it in the very same context they did. Okay. So you don't have your own interpretation so mm. psalm 23 yeah, if somebody wanted to bend it in another way they'd teach it the way they want to bend it and if you are not someone who is diligent in seeking god or understanding what the word of god means you will simply just take that copy it and paste it on your wall i saw a post on facebook where somebody had played around with the words of a scripture mm -hmm. and posted it on their page and even put the scripture on there right from the bible mm. and people said amen and people shared that thing with wrong scripture on it yeah it, it, it actually was saying something contradictory to what the word says mm. and people had liked it some people had shared and they're like amen you know you're really and you're saying listen we've why are we so ignorant when it comes to the things of god yeah because it, his word is clear and if you connect with him you know your shepherd you know his voice yeah so no one will ever come as a, as a wolf to you, the sheep, because you know what your shepherd sounds like. The problem is we don't know what our shepherd sounds like, and we are willing to trust somebody else with his words. Wow. Well, so I think, you know, what, what I want to, um, I guess, as we draw to a close, yeah. um, what I would just want you to, to share with us mm -hmm. is maybe some some key lessons that you you got from that whole experience i like the, the you know the fact that you said you're still healing from from all of that yeah um and thank you for being so open but what what are some key things that you you would want to maybe share with you know with, with with the audience with our listeners just you know some things that they can apply in their lives and things that they can look out for as well okay um the first thing that comes to mind is give unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar, give unto God what belongs to God. So to to put that in context, there are specific things that God requires us to, to do, th that we can do, right, mm -hmm. to honor God. And we must know those things for ourselves. Don't let anyone else tell you what you need to do to honor God because these same people will come and tell you it's Papa's birthday and your own parents at home haven't, 
had you celebrate their birthday but you'll take your last ten dollars to go and celebrate that person yeah. who has nothing to do with your upbringing by the way maybe in the morning but you'd still rather <laughs> take your last ten dollars and take it to them the principles in the bible are very clear yeah. you need to honor your parents so it's it's the only commandment that has a, a double barrel where it's you you do that and the days and your days on the earth will be long. Right. Now tell me what benefit you get from taking your last ten dollars to go and give to somebody who is someone else's papa who's going to get another present from their child and then another present from you, whereas you could still show the same amount of goodness to your own parents. That's so my good. my point there is. Charity begins at home. Yeah. You start at home. And if they're not teaching you to do that, you need to ask questions. Mm. Because anyone who wants to elevate themselves above your parents, that's a wrong person. That's they're already that, so that on its own. They've that's already so good. they've already gone left yeah. with that. The second thing um is it's there there's a lot that's been said about having a relationship with God. But I think the the true the real truth is you're never going to know what it is to relate to God until you do it. Right. Take your take your time. Get to know your God. As in he's one, but I mean get to know him, Iwewe. So that Sharon doesn't come with some on some enthusiastic day and tell you, Oh yeah, but God is totally okay with this and you know, because that's why he sent Jesus, because like, you know, he's totally like we can totally just bend the rules like this. You'll fall for it. Yeah. And you'd never know what the difference was because you don't even know who they're talking about. He's he's like Beyonce or something. Where have you ever had that experience where you meet that person you really you really um so admire. you really admire and mm. then you realize they're actually just a jerk. Yeah. Like you you'd really idolize them and you thought, Oh, you know, Beyonce, if I ever meet her, I'm gonna I'm not saying this is how she is. Okay, but I'm just, just I'm just, just giving <laughs> No, I'm just I'm just giving yeah, an example of, of somebody that you 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 put <laughs> on you. a pedestal, and yeah. then you finally meet them, and they don't live you up to your, your expectation. Uh -huh. Yeah. So to some degree, because a lot of people had have said so much about them, you kind of take the general consensus, mm -hmm. and yet the mass is not always correct. Sometimes just because something has so many people following, just because it's popular culture, doesn't make it legit. Yeah. So this leads back to the point where I'm saying there's a difference between positivity, there's a difference between Christianity. Mm. So if you want to live a positive mindset, it's going to put a lot of work on you to control your thoughts to be positive. But mm. if you live a Christian mindset, joy is better than positivity. Joy is what gives you hope when you've had a bad day. Mm -hmm. Joy is what tells you it, it, it comes from God. Like you, you cannot have joy without God. Yeah. You, you can't manufacture it in the morning. And sadly, I think a lot of us are calling ourselves Christians, but we're trying to manufacture positive. We're trying to manufacture joy in our own way. And this is why it's unsustainable mm -hmm. because you, you can't put your own ideals there and God there and expect that you're going to, you're going to, you can't serve two masters. So you're either going to decide to self-help and carry this weight on your own, or you're going to choose God really and good. let him carry that for you. Mm. Otherwise, there's no middle ground. There's no, uh, sometimes I listen to the word, sometimes I read my own books on this. Uh, be careful. Yeah. Because the word has everything you need. His grace is sufficient. That's what that means. Yeah. And I think we, we do need to be careful about um, this whole self-help gospel that is out there because... Mm. You know, we can become so dependent on on all this other material mm -hmm. and, you know, just totally feel like we don't need 
God. We don't need the word of God because, you know, I can, I can do it by myself. Um, mm -hmm. Even though we're not saying you shouldn't read books, you know. Exactly, um, yeah. Reading is obviously a very, very critical part of our development as people, but we mm -hmm. just need to be, to be careful. Anyway, one last thing. Yeah. And then we wrap it up. Cool. Yeah. One okay. other thing. Um, so one last thing is don't be afraid to ask God where you are because he will, he will tell you where you are. If, if you feel like, ah, okay, I'm not entirely sure, but uh, you, nothing stops you from going directly to God. There was recently a, a series that was done mm -hmm. about uh, called, God. called inboxing God. Yes, yeah. And that, that really touched me because I wish I had known that at the time I was going through that because I put God over there. Yeah. And I thought if I can do what these guys are saying, because they talk to him, maybe he'll, accept my friend request on Facebook. And, and this is the continuous thing. You know, to let's stop this barriers thing. There's no middleman when it comes to God, yeah. except Jesus. Yeah. So, Got to know that. So if you're feeling like you're completely lost, go directly to God. Yeah. Even where, no matter where you are, no matter what you, no matter what's happened to you, don't take my word for it. Go to God directly and then come back and tell me you'll tell me something different. That's really good. That yeah. is really good. Thank you, Shazzle Dazzle. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for trusting us with your <laughs> testimony in the making. <laughs> I'm still, I'm sure there's so much more we're going to see from you. So thank you, Sharon. Yeah. Very, very and I think, you know, just, um, I guess, adding to what you've already said, uh, we're obviously not wanting to bash any church or any particular movement but i think you know as a as a believer it's very important the onus is on you as a believer to to search the truth yeah and you know paul talks about the bereans in acts chapter i think it's chapter 17 if i'm not mistaken where he says the the bereans were of more noble character mm -hmm. you know because they searched the scriptures for themselves so i think it's important that that we we begin to develop that and i think if you're in a church that is not encouraging you to seek God for yourself, to search the scriptures for yourself, where you feel like you have to have to do what the church says. Mm -hmm. And the church creates this extra layer that you have to go through mm -hmm. before you eventually reach God. Then I think, you know, you, you need to, to start asking some questions there yeah. because, um, ultimately I think, you know, as, as a, as a believer, you, you are responsible for, your decisions yes. where, where eternity is concerned yeah yeah so yeah. don't don't leave that in someone else's hands who's also working out their salvation right mm -hmm. yeah you know what i mean yeah so i think that that's that's what i would add to that just to say we need to be diligent we need to to, to think through some of these things and and really you know take our our faith in god seriously yeah yeah amen amen mm-hmm Thank you for listening, and we will be back next week with more. This is Radiant Culture signing out. Out. Bye. Peace. Shalom. Shalom. <laughs> Come on, really? <laughs> Shalom. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.